Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio and we have plenty to discuss because this weekend upcoming is a big one, particularly around the Breeders' Challenge and Sunday afternoon and all of the group ones that are associated with it. Menangle this Sunday afternoon, 10 races in total, four group ones. We also have a new race on the calendar, the Battle of Besheba free-for-all, the Harness Race in New South Wales Rising Stars final. We also have the Menangle Park Trotters Cup. Uh, it's going to be a super, super afternoon of harness racing. The first getting underway just after 12 o'clock, 12 tenths. So if you're in the area or you're looking for something to do on Sunday afternoon, uh, certainly check it out. It's going to be uh, fantastic the weather looks great super harness racing and also a family fun day surrounding that as well so uh, make sure you get along to an angle on Sunday afternoon and we're going to preview that meeting shortly but first things first just a few news items to uh, cover off uh, cover off on. Uh, we're currently underway with the trialling session at Nangle as we speak and a very important trial has already been staged. It was a standing start trial that featured both Swayze and Spirit of St. Louis. We know they're bound for New Zealand for the New Zealand Cup, which was well, which is uh, three weeks as of yesterday. They'll fly out in just under two weeks' time. But they both trialled uh, their Atman Angle understanding start conditions before they uh, lock horns again on Sunday afternoon in the Battle of Bathsheba uh, free-for-all. And then they'll be travelling companions to head across to New Zealand together and contest uh, that enormous race on the harness racing calendar. So another positive step forward the Australian representatives in this year's New Zealand Trotting Cup. We also have uh, New South Wales representation at Gloucester Park on Friday night, something that we don't see too often. But Loyalist, off the back of his Nullarbor campaign earlier this year, has uh, made his way back across to WA, where he will line up in the JP Stratton Cup. It's a $100,000 free-for-all feature. Uh, Joe Connolly, of course, his owner-trainer, and Seton Grimer will head across to partner up with Loyalist, the Redcliffe Cup winner. Uh, he's earned just a tick over $100,000 this season alone. He's been a great pickup and he'll contest the $100,000 JP Stratton Cup at Group 2 level this Friday night. And then two weeks from then, the $450,000 WA Pacing Cup. So great to see uh, him making his way across. It will also be the return of Magnificent Storm on Friday night, a horse that we saw in Queensland over the winter carnival. He is first up there. So that's Friday night. Saturday night, the South Australian Pacing Cup takes place at Globe Derby before, of course, the Breeders' Challenge, as I alluded to. And alongside that is Redwood Day at Maryborough. And there will be some New South Wales representation down there as well particularly in that Victorian Trotters uh, Derby final where London Tour Brick has come up with a great barrier draw gate number two for London Tour Brick Chris Fidozio engaged to drive London Tour Brick with James Retro uh, clearly uh, sticking closer to home for Breeders Challenge Day so that's going to be a super afternoon in conjunction with Breeders Challenge Day 11 races in total there also of course the Redwood Classic for the two-year-old trotters and that's always a, a pretty open race again much the same can be said for this year's edition. Brian Hewitt is going to have a busy few days. He's got uh, plenty of key hopes tonight at Bathurst and then uh, a big afternoon on Sunday where he has several key chances at Menangle as well. He's our guest for On The Pace this morning. Good morning, Brad. How are you? 
So thanks, Britt. Good stuff. You're back in business. You've been uh, back in the bike for about two weeks now after that little tumble. So all going well uh, from that perspective? Yeah, yeah. I uh, had a bit of time off. Um, but yeah, back in the swing of things now. And yeah, good to be sitting back behind it. Let's get straight away and stuck into a preview of your runners because there are quite a few to get uh, through this morning. We kick off tonight at Bathurst. You're heading there with a really strong book of drives, but Millwood Bliss is clearly the star attraction tonight. She goes around in race number one, only two, and only start number three, which is also uh, and already created some sort of impression. First up performance error uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was all that you would have, I'm sure, wanted from her. She looked to have returned just as well as she finished last prep. Yeah, I was really happy with the Brit. She um, yeah, had two trials late into that and, um, yeah, went there pretty ready to go. So, yeah, I was just happy she went good and yeah, she's come through to run well. So you mentioned the two trials before that and then she was able to uh, find her way to a a prominent position and saying that still had to breeze for the majority and just ripped up the home straight in 27.9 off the back of a 27.2 quarter. She looked as though she wanted to get it over and done with. She's such a racy little thing, but her high speed is clearly a massive asset at this point in time. Yeah, that's right, Bridget. She can just sustain it. She um, wanted to get going a bit earlier than what what I would have liked. Uh, I think behind later and three fence started whistling up and trying to get their horses going. She heard it and, yeah, just towed me past the leader down the back straight and, yeah, she just done it easy. But, um, yeah, she, she does have a really good turn of foot, but she can sustain it, which is probably yeah, her best asset. So she's a really nice filly. She's New Zealand bred, so clearly not eligible for many of our futurity schemes. But Breeders' Crown, I would assume that's why she's up and about at this time of year. And what sort of the path towards that series, if that is in fact what you're planning towards? Uh, yeah, you're right, Brit. She's eligible for Breeders' Crown. And um, yeah, that's why I sort of wanted to take her over there tonight, over the 2200. As you know, that's what the Breeders' Crown trip is, that middle distance. So yeah, just give her a bit, bit of an experience over the. That, that trip because she's only raced over the mile um, in all three starts so um, yeah hopefully everything goes well tonight and I think uh, them heats are in a fortnight from today I think Alright well we'll watch her with interest tonight Millwood Bliss she looks to be extra exciting she goes around in the open we move across to race number three and you partner up with Madam Maggie here who's only had the two starts this season was a first up second at Goulburn then had a trial and then raced at uh, Wagga going back to just under a month ago now where she was fifth on that occasion she looks well into this race it's uh, deep enough but it's only a small field and she's got a, a good barrier draw to contend with yeah, she's nothing special, Brit. She just lacks a bit of high speed. But, um, yeah, as you said, she's got a nice soft draw there. So hopefully she shouldn't lean too far away from him. If, um, yeah, it's a genuine enough run race. She keeps on whacking away. So, um, yeah, she's got an each-way chance, I think. Race number five, another from your stable, Anna Love. Is she a is she a frustrating mare, Brad? Because she's run some great races here. She can be a little bit up and down. You've uh, given her plenty of time and a few breaks along the way as well to, I guess, try and uh, get her to, to show her best. She's now third up this preparation. Where is she at? Uh, yeah, I think she's going really good again at the minute. Um, yeah, her form had tapered off and she's been doubted the last two Saturday nights with um, the, all these British Challenge races being on. So she's 
missed a bit of racing there, but she had a trial on um, Saturday and she trialed good. But uh, every time someone drives, she just wants to do, do little things wrong. So, yeah, hopefully that that's sorted tonight. And I think she should be pretty hard to beat with any sort of luck. She's got a second-row draw, but with Don Boston in the race, you would expect there'll be some genuine tempo for her at least. Yeah, that's right. When you know that old horse in the race, you know yeah, how the race is generally going to be run. Like the first um, quarter or 600 is usually pretty solid, which um, yeah will help her chances because she's only a little sit sprinter anyway. So, um, yeah, if there's any sort of tempo on at all, like she should be finishing off late. That's race number five. Over to race number eight, and Mirador Lass is your drive here. She's only had the one start this filly, and she made a few mistakes. So I would assume uh, plan A tonight is to get around it in one piece. And uh, if she brings a, a, her best version of herself, is she capable of running a race in this sort of company? Uh, yeah, I think so, Brute, without having a, yeah, a proper look at the race yet. Um, yeah, it looks like a winnable sort of race, but... Um, yeah, she's nothing out of the box or anything, but she's a genuine little thing. And, um, yeah, if she's same thing, gets a bit of luck and things go away, then, yeah, she's more than capable of being able to take it out. And in the final race, what can you tell us about Keeper's Ideal? Three starts for this guy, uh, the first of which was in New Zealand. Then you picked him up. He came across. He contested the Canola Cup Series. He led him, was third in a heat, and then uh, was well beaten in the final after leading. But this looks like a fair drop back in grade off that tonight. Yeah, that's right, Brendan. I think the shorter trip will definitely suit him a lot more too. He, um, yeah, he just got way too keen. Uh, especially in that finally he led and yeah just got pulling and over race and yeah that, that didn't really handle the tight track there either so I think yeah back to Bathurst tonight and over the short trip um, yeah as long as he doesn't go silly and yeah get pulling too hard anywhere then he should be hard to beat too I think. Does he tell you at home that with a helmet to follow he might be a a little more tractable or do you just you know, let the, the race unfold and maybe put him into the contest as soon as there looks a, a likely target? I just have to wait and see. I'd like to stay there and yeah, sort of take him some manners if, if possible. But, um, yeah, it just depends on the tempo and that. Like at home, he's fine. You can work him behind anything and he's good at scold. He just yeah, gets a bit stirred up when he goes away to the races by the feel of him. But, um, yeah, ho- hopefully there's a bit of early speed on and yeah, if he settles and yeah, That'd be perfect and he'd be hard to hold out, but he, I think he's good enough to sort of make his own luck too, so we'll just have to wait and see. It does look really well placed in that last race, Keeper's Ideal, that race nine of nine tonight at Bathurst the first, getting underway at 6.17. And we'll move across to Sunday afternoon, another busy afternoon for your stable. And you kick off nice and early with Majestic Trio in the Menangle Park Trotters Cup. She's come up with the ace gate. She's a Group 1 winner this May. She was able to win the Queensland Trotters Cup during the carnival, probably the preparation hasn't gone to plan so far this time in, but has it just been a case of circumstances not working in her favour or uh, is she just taking a few runs to, to find her groove again this mare? Uh, yeah, I was really happy with the first run back, Brit. I think they went quick time, went 53 or 4 or something like that from memory and um, she got yeah, held up and a bit of bad luck there and she finished off good. Um, and then she got a bit crook after that run and um, yeah, this wasn't quite on top of things for a next start she sort of went a bit below par and then um yeah then last start 
she galloped around the home corner, which is sort of uncharacteristic for her. She's usually pretty foolproof, so yeah, you can wipe that one out. So, um, yeah, she's been okay since. So I'm hoping she puts it all together on Sunday. Looks a good quality lineup, and she's got the inside gate, but there's plenty of gate speed there. Funky Monkey, uh, even Doffy Cap was quite good last time out in that race that you noted, and further out, there's also a few go-forward types. So uh, clearly, she's a, a great follower of tempo, and this looks like a, a nice race shape for her. So you're confident at home that she's uh, back where she needs to be to be really competitive here? Uh, yeah, well, I um, haven't done a whole lot with her, just yeah, been caught night between the runs, but um, yeah, I'll give her another work tomorrow, and um, yeah, I, I think she's never, she never shows much at home, like, she looks after herself and never really does much, but um, yeah, does she go away to the races and she just turns it on, which, yeah, I'm more than happy with, I'd rather than that than the other way, but she's just a bit hard to get a gauge on at home because she never, yeah, really adjusts herself. Well, that's your opening race on Sunday afternoon. Then you've got a little bit of a wait until race number seven where Smoke Show is engaged in this really hot three-year-old Phillies final. You were chasing that 49-9 and nine mile last week and from the barrier draw, it looks pretty tough again on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. We're, yeah, definitely up against it. Um, we were even before the draw. So, um, yeah, realistically, she's yeah, not a hope of getting anywhere near them. So, yeah, she'll be getting a good view from behind them. Well, you were able to get a bit of a change in Barry Draw Fortune, probably when it mattered in the three-year-old Colts and Geldings final. Uh, Monday, when the one marble came through from four captains knock, that was a, a great start. Yeah, that, that was uh, better than yeah, 10, uh, yeah, than what we usually copper a lot of the time. So I'm glad to have a bit of luck. And um, yeah, definitely got a nice up our sleeves with drawn there, drawn inside the main dangers. So, yeah, I was definitely happy with getting the draw. He's had a busy few weeks. He contested the Victoria Derby, and that was always going to be a short turnaround. But, gosh, he was so tough there on Saturday night. I think he was clearly headed, and uh, he was just wanted that victory badly. That's a, a great attribute to have, and it must have been a nice confidence boost heading forward. Yeah, that's right, Brady. Um, he just had a really easy week. Um, as you know, he went down and back to Victoria twice. Like I brought him home after the heat and went down again for the final. So we've done a bit of travelling and just, yeah, had an easy week um, leading into it. So, yeah, I'm hoping, yeah, just another normal week at, at home and, yeah, working a bit bit more work into him. You um, have to be a bit sharper for the final, but yeah, in saying that, he's, he's going to have to be. Like the second horse last week, he ran a super race. To, yeah, he was... Um, Definitely in front of me all the way up the straight and just got tied the last 50 and my fellow just kept going and um, better be the best. He's got a good draw there and yeah, he's obviously going to be hard to beat too, but it makes for a good race, that's for sure. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Oliver Dan there, who does look a, a really good chance after having to sit outside you, but you were able to cross Oliver Dan last week, so that gate speed that he has uh, in his weapon area is going to be really important on Saturday, I should say on Sunday afternoon. Bainbridge left very quickly last week before making an error, so he's probably an obvious to maybe have a little look early, and I'm sure that they'll be uh, further than that, but... Are you keen to try and take it all the way? He's got such a good record out in front. When you get these good barrier draws, I'm sure that you don't want to. Uh, I'm sure that you want to take advantage of them. Yeah, that's exactly right, Brent. It's not every day you come up yeah, with the ace draw in Group One, so yeah, we're definitely 
going to be trying to use it. And if he's not good enough, he's not good enough. I, I don't know, losing, he's going to cop a, a fair bit of pressure. But uh, the, the way he went last week, he, yeah, I was more than happy with how he went. And, um, yeah, we're just going to have to make the others earn it, I think. Well, that's race number eight. That could well be the race of the afternoon. Captain's not looking to do the, the Breeders' Challenge double after winning the two-year-old edition last year. And then Typo's your final runner in the fast class event. He's had a few runs back from his Queensland campaign. He's yet to win. Are you happy with how he's progressing? Uh, yeah, I'm really happy with him, but he's been running really good races, just having no luck and from good draws too, which is frustrating, but... um. Yeah, last start they burned out in 26 and, um, yeah, the, the leader never got us into the straight and uh, the death horse sort of stopped at the same time and uh, all the winners, like the, the back markers, just sort of had the swoop on us and were off and gone by the time he actually got in the clear running and once he did, he, he kept on flying the line too after having his momentum stopped as well. So I thought he'd done a good effort to, to get beat 10 metres and going 49 as well, so... Um, yeah, just hoping that he can yeah, just have a bit of a change of luck and get a good trip. He's got a good draw on paper. We know this 2,400-metre starting point can those middle draws always uh, look to have an advantage. And you're drawn between the, the two favourites as well in Swayze and Spirit of St. Louis. I would assume the extra trip might even help your guy. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely not a negative anyway. He's, yeah, he handles the distance, no worries. So... Um, yeah, we'll just have to yeah, see, ha- have a proper look what's um, yeah, going to go on in the race or think what is going to go on. And yeah, he can do anything. Yeah, he's got gate speed or you yeah, can save him up for one run. He's pretty versatile. So, um, yeah, just, like I said, I just hope that he can have a bit of a change of luck and get a decent trip. And I don't think he'll be very far away at all. That's through a Sunday afternoon with him. Is the next target the Inter-Dominion? Is that a series that you think would suit him? And are you hoping to get him to Queensland for that? We know Majestic Trio's already booked her spot with her Group 1 earlier this year. But do you think the Inter-Dominion would suit a horse like Typo? He's had a good grounding now, this preparation. Yeah, that's right, but he's a hard old fellow. Like, yeah, he's used to the racing and yeah, he's travelled a bit too. He went up there in the wintertime, as you know, so... Yeah, I don't think the racing would worry him at all. It's just yeah, whether or not um, yeah, he's still going at his peak in another month's time. Like you, you don't want to be making all the effort and go all the way up there when yeah, things aren't 100%. So yeah, at this stage, I'm hoping um, everything works out. But yeah, we just have to see how everything's going when it gets a bit closer. Well, safely through Sunday will be a, a great measuring stick anyway with a few of those at the pointy end of proceedings in the Inter-Dominion as your competition. Busy few days upcoming, Brad, so we really appreciate your time this morning. Good luck, particularly in those group ones on Sunday afternoon and particularly with Captain's Knock. He looks a, a great chance. Thanks for joining us. No worries, Brad. Thanks for that. Brad Hewitt joining us this morning. So he heads to Bathurst tonight with a very solid book, not only from his own stable, but drives uh, also outside of his own team. That nine race card gets underway at 6.17. 
this evening and then he'll head to Menangle on Sunday afternoon with quite a few good chances in feature races as well. We'll be back for On the Pace tomorrow morning from just on 10.30 to preview the Penrith card tomorrow night. A decent card of racing too there. Uh, nine races in total. The first getting underway at 6.19. We'll have plenty more news as well in tomorrow morning's edition.